ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all fantasy football lovers. Welcome to Fantasy Fever with me, Marcus Hemingway. Find me on Twitter at hey underscore underscore mh. Thank you for tuning in on the Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast these days. Wherever you see my podcast, Fantasy Fever with Marcus Hemingway, please feel free, rate me, and subscribe to me, as well as any other any of the other podcasts under the DMV Sports Network. One of the ones that I like the most right now is the uh, NBA Quick Report. Uh, since it's NBA season, I I gotta I gotta be on my stuff. I gotta know everything, and uh, Mike and Jalen do a really good job over there with the NBA quick report. Just just cranked it out uh, last week, so uh, look for a um, look for a report from those guys at least once a week on Mondays. Uh, also, make sure you follow the DMV Sports Network at. DMV underscore SN. You can get your great daily content up there on the Redskins, Capitals, Nationals, Wizards, tennis, fantasy football, and other DC sports. So be sure to uh, check out the DMV Sports Network. So let's let's go ahead and hop right into my thoughts. I I have a lot of thoughts about Week Five. I think this is kind of a week where your team, your fantasy football team. Just you should start finding a way to trend towards uh, the winning column. Um, it's about two more weeks of of losing that you really can do before you need to start trying to lock down a first or second or third place in your divisions or however your team ranks your divisions. It's about that time for you to start locking it down, and you know. The best way to do that is is make trades, waiver wire pickups, and just just make the right decisions. At the end of the day, you just need to make the right decisions for you know your players on Sunday. Uh, don't don't do like don't do like me and and start Eli Manning <laughs> instead of Tom Brady. I don't really know what I was thinking there, but you know. Don't don't make decisions like that. Well, you know, uh, you just you need to start finding finding a way to make all the right decisions. Whether you go with research or or you go to just watching every single sports footage on television, you know, you need to find a way. And my biggest biggest thing I'm going to tell you guys. I'm just one guy. It's plenty of guys out there at that knows fantasy sports. I'm one guy. Every guy has a, a view. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what my, my actual view is. My view, I like to look at some of the analytics. I like to look at some of the personal things that may go on with the players. And I might, I might just look at the actual games how Vegas is betting them so I mean I, I take a lot of different things and and try to put them towards what what's going to happen and with the players 
So, I mean, I, that that's how that's my formula, which is the reason why I picked Dak Prescott to have at least a decent game last week because everybody was crapping on him saying how bad he was playing and how bad he needed either Dez Bryant or some other dominant receiver, which he still actually needs. He still needs a, a dominant receiver that he can get the ball to, and he still needs to get the ball over the top a lot more. But, you know, I picked him to have a good game last week because emotionally he was getting torn down in the in the press, and he was getting just – they were just tearing him up saying how he wasn't as good as he was his rookie year. He wasn't as good his second year. And now this year he's sucking even more. So you can only tear a man, especially in these professional sports, you can only tear a man down so long without them responding in a positive way. And his positive way was a great game last week against the Detroit Lions, which they almost lost because of, I don't know. They were just being the Cowboys. You know, I, I've been a, a life, not really a lifelong, but I've been a fan for the Cowboys as well as the Patriots. You can talk about me later on, on, that, on, on that note. I am probably, I like two of the most hated teams in the NFL. But I, I follow both of them. And, you know, Dak Prescott came, at, came with it last week. 7 for 27, 255 yards, and two touchdowns. You know, that's that's exactly what you ask of him and of, of your starting quarterback, of your franchise quarterback at that. You want him not to – you want him to manage the game as well as be a part of the game. And in today's NFL where, where guys are throwing for – where, where bottom-tier guys, Mitchell Trubisky and my – honest opinion the bottom tier guys are throwing for six touchdowns in a game you got guys throwing for over 400 yards every game not just one every game so these these quarterbacks are tearing it up the league is built for the quarterbacks now to have a good season so Dak Prescott you know it's, it's time for him to put up or shut up and last week he put up we'll see what he can do this week with the matchup against the um, who they have, who do they have? The Texans. It's actually a Sunday night football game. We'll see how he matches up this week. Primetime football against Deshaun Jackson, another star player. Um, he's actually Deshaun is actually putting up the stats for anybody who owns a Deshaun Jackson um, on their fantasy team. He's putting up the stats, but his offensive line isn't helping him. He's back there running for his life and just throwing the ball all all around. So. Uh, these guys are again. These are professional athletes. I can just I can tie it to going to work and somebody talking, talking about you, saying that you're no good, you can't do the stuff that you need to do. When somebody tears you down like that at your regular day job, then what what, what are you gonna do? Of course, you gonna you gonna come in that next day and give every bit little bit that you got. And and they won't be able to say anything else to you because you'll shut it down, and that's and that's it's the same thing with these guys. You know, you you can only talk about them so bad. A lot of these guys have the rabbit ears, where they just hear 
everything and they and they listen to everything the media has to say and it and honestly it just it just hurts their feelings and they come out there and and put up so and that's 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 my thoughts on that um that's that's how I run my fantasy football analysis I like it you don't have to like it I like it it's worked for me and I'm hoping it's it's helping you out since you're here listening so if there's anything more you want me to do, let me know. I'll put it in. So a couple teams that I have um, that I think is going to really start trending to a positive way. I like the Ravens, the Patriots, and the Packers to start trending. Uh, it's, the biggest thing is the first I got, I think I touched on it last week. The first couple weeks of the season or the first month of the season, the first quarter of the season, uh, a lot of teams are kind of still in preseason mode. They're kind of trying things out. And and uh, frankly, a lot of a lot of people who usually look really good look like crap. So, I mean, you got Tom Brady, who who hasn't thrown a 300 yard game this year. You got Aaron Rodgers, who's who's basically playing hurt. Uh, one of my favorites, you got Jordan Howard, who who hasn't eclipsed 100 yards this year. Uh, my main man uh, that a lot of people pick first. Um, what's the, what's the guy's name? David Johnson. A lot of guys, a lot of guys pick David first, and he hasn't really done much. Here's the thing with a lot of these guys. This, the, as the season goes on, they kind of get in the groove, they get in shape, and, and, and they kind of do more studying. And when they do this, they start coming out and putting together the, the type of games that they want to have each week. So with the Ravens, they have a whole bunch of new pieces on that offense. You got you got Willie Sneed, wide receiver, John Brown, wide receiver, who's actually having an outstanding year for the Ravens. And you also have Michael Crabtree, who's who's leading the team in in receptions. But they're not. It don't seem like they're putting it together all on paper. I mean, they're three and one, so they're they're actually trending in the right direction. But it doesn't seem like Joe Flacco is quite putting it together yet. But once they do, this team is gonna pop. So my recommendation: go pick up guys like. The Ravens wide receivers, uh, preferably Michael Crabtree and and John Brown. Go pick up Jordan Howard. Go pick up David Johnson, because after the, these first first games, let me let me read you the schedule for the Arizona Cardinals, and and I want you to tell me, is this a likely, is this how it should be for a running back? Redskins, Rams, Bears, Seahawks, 49ers, Vikings, Broncos, and Niners again. That's the first eight weeks of the of the Arizona Cardinals season for a new offense, a new head coach, you know, and a new and a rookie quarterback. That is destined for a bad season. So as soon as David Johnson gets a full understanding of the game, of the uh, not the game, but not, as soon as he gets a full understanding of the offense and 
and where the coaches want him to be and where where the where these blocks need to be made he'll start having those games where he has 200 yards all 200 all-purpose yards or 150 all-purpose yards again but don't do not don't let it don't let it fool you David Johnson was going to be back and he's going to be back his him old, his old self this year so um, I actually traded for him in in the Dom and Thunder League and and some good soul said okay I'll take Aaron Rodgers for for David Johnson I hope that helps my team out I got my first win last week in that league so you know I hope David Johnson is able to help my team out and, and I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need everybody I'm gonna need Jesus I'm gonna need a whole bunch of stuff to help my team out because I'm struggling right now and that's and that's fair it's a new league for me and I'm, I'm like I'm like the rest of these guys I'm trying to get my feet under me I'm trying to learn the new league I'm trying to learn the rules I'm trying to learn the offense trying to learn what my pieces are and that's what it is and once I get my feet under me that's when you see me start ripping off a three game winning streak or one game against the number one player blow them out you'll see stuff like that once I once I get an understanding for what I'm working with and that's something that you need to look into when you're looking into who you want to pick up for the last for the second half of the season who you want to try to trade for who you want to waiver wire pick up and how do you want to work your work your team to where you can work around these bye weeks and you just you need to be able to hit everything so you can have a perfect perfect team and this is the time for you to do that and looking at the matchups that teams are having at towards the end of the season the Patriots don't have a very tough schedule after about I think they have a couple weeks where they have the Titans Bears and the uh, Vikings but after that the Patriots have an extremely workable schedule. That's when you'll start seeing Tom Brady rip off uh, 300 yards passing. That's when you'll start seeing Sonny Michel have 100 yards rushing, although he did have 100 yards rushing against against the Miami Dolphins. That's when you'll start seeing these receivers start have these 100-yard games. So if you have these players on your team, don't bail on them yet. Don't bail on them yet. They're not going anywhere. These guys, these guys aren't going anywhere. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So, don't bail on your good players. If they're out there for you, and you got somebody that's bailing on them, you should just throw them, throw them a little, throw them a little something, a little offer in there, and see what they say to you. And those are my thoughts for the week. Now it's time for waiver wire pickups of the week. I'm sure that you have read my article, which comes out every Tuesday about the waiver wire pickups for that particular week. If not, and you still have the opportunity to pick up these players, which you more than likely won't because these players are gone because waiver wires usually turn over on Wednesday mornings. But within the slight chance that they're still there, here are a couple players that you should look for this week. 
This week was a bit of a tight end fest, and 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 the tight end position itself just sucks this year. It's a horrible, horrible position to have to pick somebody outside of Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, and and Jared Cook, who's having a, a breakout year. It's not really many tight ends out there that you can go for. Um, you know, you can go for you can look for George Kittle. Uh, he may or may not. He was actually on my preseason draft list, so he, he's more than likely not going to be on your. He's going to be a hundred percent owned and not going to be on your waiver wire. But you had uh, O.J. Howard go down earlier this week or in this week's game with a MCL sprain. A lot of times with those MCL sprains, they, they you know it's kind of. It's kind of under, and these are HIPAA violations when you're talking about these players' health. And with a lot of, when you hear the word sprain, that's that's basically a disguise for the word tear. Now, they don't tell you what great tear it is, but most, most of the sprains, especially to the MCL, are usually going to be tears. So be beware of players with with sprains and stuff like that. They use they use particular wording, so people won't get scared that the player is out for the season. Um, I'm not I, seeing that O.J. Howard is supposedly going to be out two to four weeks. I'm guessing it's a it's a it's a not really a bad sprain or tear. So. In any incident, you still need a, a tight end. If you if you were an O.J. Howard owner, Cameron Break, even though the Buccaneers are on a bye week this week, Cameron Break, he uh he played really well for the Buccaneers a couple years back with Jameis Winston at quarterback, you know, and he was a huge red zone target, and he was actually one of Jameis's favorite targets. For the last couple of years, so before they drafted OJ Howard, so I mean he he's a he's a tight end that can actually go out there and and, and ball. And in any any result, he's going to be a top ten tight end, especially looking at how bad the tight end field is this this year. So uh, go get go get Cameron Bright if you're in need of a tight end. He's more than likely going to be out there available to pick up. Another tight end that got hurt this week was uh, Tyler Eifert. Uh, uh, poor guy. You know, he just he gets hurt at least once every year. Last year it was his back he was having issues with. I think the year before that he was actually having issues with his back um, for Cincinnati Bengals. And now this year he uh, he went out and, and got rolled on and his ankle, uh, as, as you can find it on YouTube, it's a, it's a disgusting viewing. But his ankle, he's going to be out for the season. So I, I didn't put on my my waiver wire pickups, but I, I think the third tight end, Unzuma, is I want to say how you pronounce his name. I think he's going to be the better pickup. But Tyler Croft is actually next on the depth chart for the Bengals. So look at just look at both of those. The best thing to do is kind of just take a look and see what they do this 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 week 
and how the Bengals are going to play it. Maybe they have a tight end by committee situation. Uh, But um, actually, C.J. Uzuma has passed Tyler Croft on the depth chart. So I would go with C.J. Uzuma. And I I feel bad if I'm butchering his name. I would definitely go with C.J. Uzuma to... um, to look for on your waiver wire and he's he's still available because i was looking at a couple of my waiver wires earlier today and he was out there available and lonely and needed somebody to put him on their team only just so happens i only have one league where i need a tight end and that's going to be the one i lost oj howard in so i'll be getting cj uzuma for the Bengals. And uh, he's actually born and raised in D.C. It's always good to see. He went to Auburn. He's right down there close to my hometown in Columbus, Georgia. So, you know, this is a uh, hometown kid. Uh, Good to see he's going to get an opportunity to start now and get some balls thrown at him from Andy Dalton. So, C.J. Uzuma, definitely go pick him up. Uh, players I won't wasn't really high on. Uh, one more tight end be Nick Vanette, another tight end got hurt and his season's over. Will Disley he become he had become um, Russell Wilson's favorite uh, one of Russell Wilson's favorite targets out there in Seattle, but uh, he has a patellar issue going on and he's Will Disley is going to be out for the season. Uh, next in line is Nick Vanette. I. I'm kind of staying away from the Seahawks players, to be honest with you. And one thing I would recommend for anybody who's actually an owner of Russell Wilson, uh, throw some trades out there and see what you can um, get for Russell Wilson. If you have another need in another position, throw some trades out there and see what you can get for Russell Wilson because the Seahawks, are these guys are a dumpster fire. You got, you're getting guys rolled off the field with, with an injury uh, flicking the coaches off and stuff like that. He, that team is they're headed towards um, picking the top top ten in the draft this year. So um, definitely check and see what you if you if you if you're a Russell Wilson owner, throw some throw some trade offers out there and see what you can get for him. I don't I don't really see this changing this offense or this team changing much this season but Nick Vanette will be the starting tight end for the Seahawks something to keep an eye on is Ed Dixon is is going to be on track to be be back with the team for week seven so he may be he may be able to come in and be a day one starter for the Seahawks and a couple guys that I had on my um, waiver wire pickups this week Running backs, Mike Davis for the Seahawks again, and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had like he had a good game on Sunday, but he didn't he didn't have many carries. He had three carries for he had two long runs, but he had three carries for a hundred and five yards, something ridiculous. It was just it was a ridiculous game for Nick Chubb. But he he still didn't out snap Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde actually had 22 carries for 80 something yards. So he's he, these guys were probably high on everybody's waiver wire list this week, and I I slapped them on my report just 
just to put him on there. But he, I don't foresee him doing anything unless Carlos Hyde goes out there and get hurt. Duke Johnson's going to be a, a gadget-type guy, so he's not going to be the starting running back. But Nick Chubb, he showed what he can do. And if if in any thing, if, if, if Carlos Hyde goes out and get hurt, look for Nick Chubb. If anything, put him on your watch list or bury him in your in your depth chart on your fantasy team just as a just-in-case player. But Mike Davis, he had an outstanding game when uh, Chris Carson was ruled inactive for the game at the last minute, and Mike Davis came in and, and had an outstanding uh, 21 carry, 101 yard, two touchdown type of day. The biggest reason he had this type of day was because the team that they were playing wasn't prepared for them, for Mike Davis. They were preparing for Chris Carson. So I'm not going to say Mike Davis is going to do this each week. And it came out today that Chris Carson was back at practice. So I don't think Mike Davis will be able to have this type of day frequently. So, again, just be very cautious. Don't make both of those guys your top two pickups. I'd go for some of these tight ends if you need a tight end and these next two receivers that I mentioned for you. Um, Taiwan Taylor with the Tennessee Titans, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. And one of my favorites to pick, that I picked up this week is Kiki Kuti. Uh, I apologize if I butcher that name, but it's, it's Kiki Kute. Wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Uh, he was active for the first time last Sunday, and he came out and had a 15-target game. You know that's that's that is insane for your first starting, starting, not really starting, but he's a uh, he's a slot receiver, and Will Fuller got hurt on Sunday, so or he had a nagging injury on Sunday. So Kiki Kute came in and, and had 15 targets and I want to say 11 receptions. Let me double check that to be sure. But I want to say it was definitely was 11 receptions and 103 yards. I lied. It was 11 receptions for 109 yards. And he, he came in and, and did that for Will Fuller. Here's the thing with the Texans. Most games, they're going to be down this year, and and they're going to be passing. So if, if that's what it's going to be, I would recommend picking up Kute because they're going to be in passing situations every time they play. And if you haven't had a chance to watch this guy, super uh, Julian Edelman-type receiver, very switchy and crafty and quick guy. Some of his rece- some of his routes he ran on, on Sunday were just crazy. He, he'd step inside and jab real quick outside and just basically put his put his uh cornerback in the blender and, and they couldn't cover him and everything was gonna be like everything was like a nine or ten yard pickup that he caught. So his route his route tree is pretty doggone good. For he was a guy that was uh that I was very high on in training camp, and I think he's gonna be a good good receiver for the 
Houston Texans, especially if Will Fuller can't stay healthy, which he has proven over the last couple years, over the last two years, that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Deshaun Jackson loves him some Will Fuller, but Will Fuller can't stay on the field. And with Kute coming in and having 11 receptions off 15 targets, actually led the team in targets. He came in and had 11 receptions. Kute proved that he could he could be Deshaun's guy if needed. And one more guy that I, I talked about briefly here was uh, Taiwan Taylor for the Tennessee Titans. He came out and had a really good game last week after Rashard Matthews came out and said he's going to be uh, – he, he wanted a release from the Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't really know why. It sounds like they, they had some situations where he felt like he wasn't getting what he deserved as far as playing time or any kind of looks in any matter. Uh, the Tennessee Titans won that game, and Taiwan Taylor said, okay, Richard, you don't want to play? I would love to play. So Taiwan came out uh, with nine targets and seven receptions for 77 yards. You know, if the Titans are going to pass the ball, Mariota is going to be able to spread it around pretty good in that offense if they if they let him throw the ball. So Taiwan Taylor is another. Both of these, Taiwan and um, Kiki Kute, they're going to be really good PPR players. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not in a lot of PPR leagues this year, so it's a little tough when, when you're not in a PPR league and you see a player have 11 receptions for 100-something yards and and you can't really do anything about that, especially if they're not on your team. I want to say he probably had like eight fantasy points for non PPR leagues. But, you know, anytime a player gets that type of production, you want to try to roster him. So I recommend Kiki Kute and Taiwan Taylor. And those are pretty much all my waiver wire pickups for this week. Um, you know, every week this stuff changes, and every week somebody either gets hurt and the next man is up. So, I mean, this is something you can do at home as well as look in and see, you know. If somebody get, goes down and, and you think the injury is going to be severe and you feel like you need a player or if it's your player, automatically go go and pick up that next running back on the depth chart. You know, that's, that's going to be your guy since your guy got hurt. And those are my waiver wire pickups for week five. You know, all this waiver wire talk has me thinking about one of the best sport networks out there going on right now. Uh, the DMV Sports Network. Check check these guys out. DMVSportsNetwork.com. Also follow them on Twitter at DMV underscore SN. Send them a DM. Say, oh my God, I love what you guys are doing. Tell them how much you love the the fantasy fever podcast and how much you want to how you want to win your fantasy league and and all your tips all the tips that you're getting from Marcus Hemingway is is basically helping you win your league and you're undefeated and blah 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 but all that <laughs> check out the uh, DMV Sports Network um, if you want to stay up to date with the DC Sports these guys have it you know they have everything that you want from podcast to basketball to NFL 
to hockey talk as well as baseball talk. And the baseball season may be, the postseason may be fast approaching. Well, the postseason is actually here. I see my Yankees are playing right now as we speak. So I know that probably got me some more hate mail uh, talking about the Yankees. Um, again, DMV underscore SN if you want to tweet these guys or DM. And also, if you're interested in writing for the for the DMV Sports Network, just shoot them that 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 direct message on Twitter, and somebody will get right back to you. They're always looking for strong writers. Last but not least, I'm gonna gonna speak on some of the matchups that I like this week um, for the NFL and fantasy football. It's been some it's been some wild games, man, and and the quarterback play is insane. So if you have a quarterback and your quarterback might get hurt or or whatever may happen, um, it looks like anybody. It looks like I can go out there and throw a 400 yard game as the, with the way the season is going right now. I mean, every these quarterbacks are going crazy right now, and and the bad thing about it, the funny thing about it is. Your dominant receivers aren't really being dominant. It's it's a whole bunch of different targets, and I haven't really heard much much many people speak about this. But you know, uh, your receivers like Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, these guys these guys aren't really dominating the games. They're making plays. Well, AB is. Haven't really seen many plays from the Giants, but. They're making plays, but they're not taking over the games. It's, it's these other guys like Kiki Kute and, and Taiwan Taylor and Naheem Hines out of the backfield for Indianapolis. A lot of these guys' teams are going towards these college offenses where everybody's getting involved. Now, if you need a play, I'm sure you can go to like your A.B., your, your your star receivers are becoming need a catch receivers instead of I'm gonna throw that guy's way every single down. Um, what's happening with these guys? They're, they're pretty much getting canceled out of the game because AB is demanding one or two or or like Gronk demanding three defenders on him at one time. And, and these guys are basically getting shut out of the game, and, and a lot of the other guys are starting to show up for these teams. So that's why you see these wide, these, these huge numbers. I think Jared Goff hit three receivers, and and all all three of them damn near had 100 yards. They all three had a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup, 160-yard game, one of my favorite players for the Rams. Uh also, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, all three guys had a touchdown and, and actually had a, a 50 yards over type of game. But it's not just one guy anymore. Everything's every 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 team is using the village approach. Every team is is throwing to every everybody instead of just one guy. So these dominant guys aren't really your guy anymore. So I mean that's 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 the thing that interests me a lot about how the season is going, and that's why I say I don't I mean don't don't be don't be so married to the guys 
like Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham, if you're having a, a losing season and you got these guys, look for some, some other – look for throwing out some trades and saying, hey, I'll give you Antonio Brown. You give me this running back two and this, and this tight end one for Antonio Brown. You know, because, like I said, the tight end position this year is pretty much a graveyard. You have one to five good tight ends. So, you know, <laughs> throw some of these guys out there like that and just see what you can get for them. And, I'm, like I said, I threw out Aaron Rodgers and got David Johnson, you know. And that's that's kind of a lateral trade. But you want to you want to basically not be so enslaved to number one guys because of the way the offenses are going it ain't just about dominant players anymore everybody's getting some love as you can see what Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff are doing right now however matchups that I like this week the Atlanta and Pittsburgh matchup is going to be crazy because nobody is going to play any defense. So that matchup is going to be crazy. And I think in this particular matchup, Calvin Ridley is going to have another standout game. And I think with Julio, you know, Julio doesn't practice. I, th- I think I talked about this a lot, a little bit last week. Julio doesn't practice, and, and you know, the, the saying is true: practice makes perfect. And Julio doesn't practice, so Calvin Calvin Ridley's gonna be there again this week, and he's gonna be looking from, he's gonna be looking to eat, and I I personally think he'll eat in the game against Pittsburgh. Good thing about that, a little bit of everybody's going to eat in that game. Uh, it's going to be a 1 o'clock p.m. game um, in Pittsburgh. So uh, look for that game to be pretty much a shootout, which is pretty much what Atlanta is doing right now after losing three three of their main defenders. So every game for them is going to be a shootout, and this one is no exception. I also like, um, I honestly like the Patriots to blow out the Indianapolis Colts tomorrow. Um, so you'll get a you'll get a 300 yard game from from Andrew Luck because he's gonna be throwing the ball. He's gonna be throwing the ball to try to get back in the game for most of the game. But I, I like the Patriots to blow those guys out, and I think they had like seven players that that were on the out for the game list when they released it earlier today. So um, that's going to be a blowout, in my opinion. Good defenses to have this week. Tennessee Titans, as well as the... uh, A lot of people say the Denver Broncos is a good defense. I think New York Jets off a embarrassing... It's an embarrassing loss when you lose lose to Cleveland. That's why you saw the Raiders uh, playing with such a sense of urgency. They didn't care about not really winning a game. They cared about losing to the Cleveland Browns. So um, I think a Denver game against New York is going to be a type of game you might want to stay away from. But if you have Denver's defense, play them. But I think New, the New York Jets are going to come with come with some fire on against Denver. The game's in, in New York too. 
So Denver's not going to be at home. And um, I think this is going to be a game that I would want to stay, stay away from. I had the Denver defense, but I saw a better matchup with Tennessee against Josh Allen and, and possibly Nathan Peterman if Josh Allen gets hurt. So I uh I like that Tennessee matchup a lot better than I did the the uh the Denver matchup. I think Tennessee hasn't actually allowed a rushing touchdown this year. It's some insane stat that that Tennessee is has had and and they're they're playing really well on on defense right now, which is what I like. So I I stuck with the Tennessee Titans. Well, I went and picked up the Tennessee Titans and dropped the Broncos. So, like I say, if you're looking at at the defenses, beware of the Denver Broncos. You, you got New York Jets coming off an embarrassing loss. They had ten a couple extra days to prepare for the game. They got a couple players rested. Um, Robbie Anderson is. He just got his case beat or whatever his situation was where he's not going to be suspended, so he doesn't have that looming over his head. I think um, you're going to see the Jets come out and play play some good ball this week against the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos aren't what they were um, the last couple years when they had the no-fly zone stuff going on. So look out for um, those those defenses. Um, tight ends. I try to find a good one to pick. I think George Kittle against the Arizona Cardinals uh, may be a uh, good pickup. Philadelphia loves to throw to their tight end. Uh, Zach Ertz. He's top five. Uh, so for me, I think top five tight ends right now. Gronk, Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Gronk, Kelsey, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, and Jared Cook. Those are your top five tight ends in the league right now. Um, so if you, like I said, that position is is a tough position. I don't know if Gronk's gonna play tomorrow. That's that's tough to tell. He uh, hurt his ankle a little bit last week um, on Sunday, and they're playing on a short week. Remember last year against the Buccaneers, a travel game, the uh, Patriots just didn't play Gronk against um, the Bucks last year on a Thursday night game. So I, if 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 I had to bet on it, I'd bet on Rob Gronkowski being out. I saw a crazy stat earlier today, about an hour ago. Gronk and Julian Edelman haven't played at the same time in 31 consecutive games. Think about how good Tom Brady will feel when he got both of those guys on the field at the same time with Josh Gordon and a Sony Michelle at running back. Think about how Tommy will feel once he gets that going and get everybody back in the flow of things. So, you know, look out for that. Um, those were the main matchups that I liked this week. Um, another matchup that I think is going to be an upset is going to be the Minnesota Vikings over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, again, uh, same case of a team coming off a couple extra days rest and 
another team that, that frankly just haven't looked that good. You know, you just you gonna get you gonna get what you gotta get because Xavier Rose is gonna shut down the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. God, I'm having a brain fart right now. Xavier Rose is gonna shut that guy down, and and who else is 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 um wins how who else does he have Zach Ertz who he pretty much spends most of his his uh targets at Zach Ertz so if I had if I was a betting man I I um I bet on the Vikings winning this game and and the Eagles struggling struggling to get some offense going so. That's a that's another matchup that I liked a lot this week. Should be a good game. Be another close game. Isn't it crazy though how many close games we've had? How many overtime games we've had? These are this is this has been some good football this year. I saw I saw the ratings were crazy this year. I saw also saw that the Cowboys are, have three of the top five rated games with like a 22 rating of the season so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be some continue to be some good games i I, i'd honestly like it if it got if football got closer to soccer than anything and have games start tying more and you still have you have like these weird records like six two and and two you know that that makes that makes it all fun I mean, if you're a soccer fan, I mean, you got a bunch of, and they're not defensive games. That's the fun, funny thing about it. With soccer, I mean, you got you got guys kicking the ball in the middle of the field for for 90 minutes. With this, you got got we got teams scoring, and the end of the game is like 38, 38, and then you get an extra 10 minutes, and then you have teams, one team will score, and the next team will come down, they'll kick a field goal. By this time, it's only three minutes left in the overtime, and that's when you'll start seeing defense, and then the teams will just tie. So it it's it's a lot of great matchups. R- Rams will blow out Seattle. I'm just, I'm, I'm over Seattle. If, if you take anything away from this podcast, on week five's podcast, Make sure you sell Russell Wilson right now. Sell Russell Wilson by David Johnson. Say it again. Sell Russell Wilson by David Johnson. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all fantasy football lovers, thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Fever with me. Marcus Hemingway. You can find me on the Twitter at hey underscore underscore mh, and also go out there and follow DMV underscore sn DMD guys. If you wanna if you wanna write for for them, if you wanna you wanna start your own podcast, it's like good music over here, guys. We're, we're getting out our dreams. We're trying to we're trying to bring in a whole nother generation. Of sportscasters, of podcasters, of of sports writers, of, of new journalism, 
trying to bring in a whole other generation. So um, definitely a shout out to uh, DMV Sports Network. Check them out, DMVSportsNetwork.com. Don't forget to subscribe to pot to the app to the Fantasy Fever with Marcus Hemingway podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast these days. Also, want to thank Julian Avila for the tunes. Check out Julian Avila's SoundCloud for the nice tunes that we're gonna ride out to. See you next week, week six.